This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. So today we are doing chapter 8 of Guru Charitra Shani Pradosh Vrat Mahatmya. In this chapter Shripad Sri Vallabh teaches about the Shani Pradosh Puja Mahima to Ambika who is in the state of desperation came to the river with an intention of drowning herself with the block-headed son. He narrates how a shepherd woman was born as Yashoda in the next life to the merit earned by her by merely watching the Shani Pradosh Puja and becoming the foster mother of Lord Shri Krishna. Sripad Shri Vallabh also blessed the block-headed son of Ambika and endowed him with the Shastric knowledge and wisdom. In this chapter, it also describes the emergence of the Mahakaleshwar Jyotirling as a result of Shani Pradosh Puja done with deep devotion by the shepherd boy. Siddha Yogi continued with the narrative of Sri Vallabh. From Rokarna, Sripad Sri Vallabh went to Sri Sailam and did the Chatur Masya there. From there, he went to Nav- Navratri, that is Nivrutti Sangam, and after spending some time there, he finally came to Kuraupur, which is the present Raipur. His spiritual fame spread far and wide, and the devotees used to pour in for his darshan all the time. His spiritual power was such that with his mere darshan, people used to be relieved from all distresses. He radiated peace and love. The ailing used to be cured instantly. Spiritual seekers coming to him used to feel highly uplifted. His mere glance would transport people to higher realm of consciousness and filling their heart with super, supernal joy and transcendental peace. Now in this, the four month of that Chaturmas that we call it, no? Chaturmas is a period at the beginning of Ashada. Ashada will be starting, I think it's already started or it would be starting, I think, on this Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. So what happens is, it's the four months period where people normally either they stay at one place. Like say for example, now here we are talking about a place which is a particular Amaraja Sangam. That means the river Amaraja, there is a particular place in uh, where we had been, you know, that is uh, in uh, in eastern uh, Karnataka. So at that place they can come and stay. They can go to various places and stay over there, like even Pandarpur. People will go to Pandarpur and stay there for those four months. And that is the time when the Yatra happens, you know, people go all the way to that place. So this is a time when most of the holy people stay in one place. It is the requirement of Chaturmas. It's also done by Jains as well. At that time, they lived in Kuraupur, a learned Brahmin. His wife's name was Ambika. She gave birth to many children, but except the last one, none of the others survived. Unfortunately, the boy who survived was dull-headed. All efforts of his father to teach him were of no avail, as the boy had no grasping power at all. This was a curse of cause of frustration and anxiety to the parents. The father died in dejection. Having no support, the son and the mother were thrown into penury and had no means of livelihood. They had to take to begging and had to live a very hard and a miserable life. They were disgusted with their lives. And both of them decided to end their lives by throwing themselves into the river. As they approached the river, river bank with the object of putting an end to their life, the woman saw Sripad Sri Vallabh who came there for his bath. Seeing the halo around his face, 
and the divinity in his looks her aching heart was softened soothed and her desperation overcome by the new born peace hope and joy in her heart the compassion and love in shripad's look charged new life into her depressed and broken heart she fell at his feet and vented out the anguish in her heart and said how i wish to have a son like you in my next birth at least so so be it mother said shripad shivala he added but you will have to observe a particular vrata you will have to worship lord maheshwar in the evening on trayadashi tithi days coinciding with the coming of saturday and it is called the shani pradosh puja it is a powerful vrat and it's dutifully performed it will endows certainly endow you a son like lord krishna himself he then narrated the following anecdote once upon a time there lived a king named chandrasena in ujjain he had a friend by the name bani vadra an ascetic who was deeply devoted to the lord maheshwar lord maheshwara very much pleased with mani vadra's devotion gave him the celestial gem gem in the shape of makara marakatha linga markat markat linga this gem by its mere touch could turn iron into gold and fulfill any wish of the person who wore it mani vadra gifted the gem to chandrasen which brought great prosperity to the people and the kingdom all the king and the people of other regions came to know about this gem some of the neighboring kings wanted to get possession of the gem and they plotted and invaded ujjain isn't it the same story that we have heard many times the first time we heard the story from uh, you know uh, the kamadhenu kamadhenu was there and she is getting kidnapped by the sahasrahar arjun he comes and he kills parshuram's father and takes that cow away that is one second time we heard now this manikan this particular gem is being sought out i in between i had told you one story about the kachua <laughs> you know that kolapur kachua story okay somebody wanted to take it away it is always like that suppose you have some magical stone with you or something like that people want to own it people want to have it so it's the same thing you will find that others also would like to have all the kings and people of the other region came to know about the gem some of the neighboring kings wanted to get possession of the gem and they plotted to invade ujjain that day happened to be shani trayodashi day and the king as is was born was engaged in the worship in the shiva temple although he was told about the invasion of the king by kingdom by the enemy king he remained unperturbed and unmoved and did not leave from his place of worship one of uh, one of the cowherd boys saw the king's worship and he also was seized with a desire to worship he picked up a round stone and started worshiping it as a shivalinga it was getting late in the night but the boy remained totally absorbed in the puja as the boy did not return home while all the companions returned back his mother felt worried she came searching for him and found him doing his worship she asked him to stop the puja and return home along with her instantly but the boy refused to move from there the mother got furious and threw out the stone which he was worshiping as a shivalinga the boy felt very unhappy and distressed at the sacrilege committed by the mother in her anger he thought that he should atone for it by giving up his life 
Lord Shiva was very much moved by the anguish and the sincere and the deep devotion of the boy and appeared before him in linga form dazzling with a million suns effulgence it was the manifestation of the jyotirling along with the jyotirling emerged by itself a magnificent temple the mahakaleshwar temple the boy prayed shiva to pardon his mother for the sacrilege she had committed lord shiva did that and the boy's mother had already earned great merit as she had witnessed the puja which he was doing with great such great devotion and because of that she would have she would be having god himself as her child in her next birth meanwhile the brilliance of the light emanating from the jyotirling was spreading far and wide far up to the horizon in all the directions the king who attacked ujjain saw the marvel and realized that ujjain and his king were in divine hands and that it would be suicidal on their part to enter into a fight against such a king they made peace with the king and returned to the kingdom thus ujjain remained safe the king and the people remained unscathed by the enemy's attack and all this was possible due to the power of shani pradosh puja the king made the shepherd boy the ruler of the shepherd community and gifted him with many villages to rule the shepherd boy's mother felt very penitent for the sacrilege she had committed and by casting away the stone which her son was worshiping with such great devotion having witnessed the emergence of the jyotirling as a fruition and reward from the worship done by her child she was also filled with great devotion in her next birth she was born as yashoda as foretold by lord shiva she became the foster mother of lord sri krishna this was the merit she earned by merely witnessing the shani pradosh puja being done by her son had she done the puja herself lord krishna would have been born to herself as her own son shripad shivalla finally said to ambika if you do the shani pradosh puja devoutly and regularly you will certainly bear god himself as your own child in your next life shripad shivalla then blessed ambika's son with the mere touch of shripad the boy became fully enlightened wisdom and knowledge dawned on him he became proficient in all the scriptures making the mother happy in all the measures thus ends the 8th chapter of shri guru charitra describing shani pradosh puja mahatmya glory be glory to the all merciful the omnipresent and the ever responsive gurunar shani pradosh puja now shani pradosh puja is basically when you do any puja for the purpose of attaining certain gifts from god shani is a god saturn as we as we know in english <laughs> shani so shani is a god which is supposed to be malefic in nature his influence comes in the form of 7 7 and 7 three times 7 it appears people hardly go through first time second time appears after quite some time anyway what happens is this particular puja that is performed is so so that that maleficent energy that is there spread by him goes away it becomes a better you know a better life or better way of living during that particular period see it so happens that now you may be having a 
a shani in your particular chart at that point in time and let us say you perform a puja it so happens that at that particular moment in time the effect is reduced it cannot go away let me tell you it is not going to go away what happens is the effect on you is reduced quite in a very large way uh, it it may so happen that you are not supposed to have any funds or money or something you may not have but at that point in time you will not go hungry you will still get the food you will still have food coming to you so that way you will be saved otherwise what happens is the effect is very very strong people normally are brought to ruins the first part of the 7 years second part of the 7 years is average okay the third part of the 7 years is supposed to be good that is a time when the rise happens so and that is the shani now this particular period of if you remember we are doing the chaturmas period isn't it during the chaturmas also this puja is conducted which is shani pradosh puja shani pradosh puja is very powerful and strong it is just like we have uh, you know different different kinds of ceremonies in the year we will you, like you will wonder why should we celebrate holi or gudi padwa or all these kind of things gudi padwa is called by some other name in south india i don't recollect ugadi okay you may wonder why to celebrate dashera or before that one day before dashera is ayudh puja ayudh puja why does a person celebrate it is so that you can get benefits from the implements that are used for the purpose of your you know earning money see in your world you are using certain implements the children are using implements which are called pens and all that yes yes tools so they use pens they use calculators and god knows computers and all that today's day and age yes you can do the puja of the computer also no problem when in in olden times they would keep the books over there and then some pencil and all that and then do the puja so like that these pujas are important because we are giving that particular deity the position in our life okay now what is this meaning of the word giving that particular deity the position in that particular person's life i will give you now today in the morning we were there was some discussion going on during that time i was just talking about see in our body we have various kinds of issues which happen what are the issues that happen we have cough we have cold we have leg pain we have head pain we have hands we have back pain so many pains are there so many aches are there so many fever this that everything is there all right there is a way of getting out of that also you can go to the doctor the doctor will give you certain medicine with the medicine you are able to cure it many a times many a times you will find the cure does not happen i go to the doctor and the doctor will look at you and say nothing seems to be wrong with you so then what is wrong with you so the doctor will say ah oh you are talking about pain you are talking about this you are talking about that oh you don't seem to have any fever you don't seem to have any cough or cold uh, let me see <laughs> cough and show me still there is no cough coming properly 
so he is definitely going to look at you and say oh this fellow maybe he wants leave and that's why he has come for taking certificate from me <laughs> people normally go to the doctors for getting certificate so that they don't go to work but you are suffering you are actually suffering suffering to the level where you are having a particular kind of a problem in your world which may be any kind of pain ache fever or whatever but it is not visible outside people cannot see it yet you are completely succumbing to it you are completely bedridden or maybe you are completely bowed down why does that happen it happens because there are the certain elements in nature these elements are responsible for certain ill effects on the individual ill effects the ill effects it is like this you know uh, people say you wear this ring and everything will be fine you wear that thing and this will be fine you have heard people say this thing okay you put this tawij and you put this mantra and you put all these are there so that they, the effect of that you will find that in uh, our newspaper and all you get astrology has so many columns this gemstone and that gemstone and this number you change your name you remove put uh, four a's in your name okay yeah today when i was traveling by train i i saw the train was uh, the, the railway over here is called smrt i i told i looked at uh, you know uh, uh, and telling her you know this looks like samrat's name they have removed the a from it okay s m r t to s a m r a t to ye dono a nikal diya wo log shayad ne un logon ne numerology follow kar rahe hain maine raj ko bola to aisa hai ki hum log naam mein se a dalte hain a nikalte hain e dalte hain kuch bhi karte now this these are contra that means you are trying to reverse the effect of that particular problem that is there in the world all right these are effective remedies not that they are not effective but they are all operating not at spiritual level they are operating at the mundane body level only okay so let us not mix up what is this spiritual and what is this mundane mundane means common man everybody is involved the everybody who is involved has this particular issues going on with them so these effects have to be removed so you do all those puja so you do all those part so you put all those kind of things so you have all these you know uh, different different what so somewhere you got to put water somebody somewhere you got to put fire and you know all that agni mula and all that so yes so in the body when you have these kind of pains and aches just remember this that the doctor may not be able to identify anything nobody in the world will understand what is going to be wrong with you it so happens that the place where you might be may be in a particular wrong place location it may so happen that there are certain influences of certain things over there so you may have to change the rooms you may have to change the positions you may have to face a particular direction it is there not that it is not there but remember again the disclaimer is this this is only for the material worldly people the spiritual worldly people don't believe in all these things they believe only in the divine lord and they just have to believe in him baki sab gaya 
तेल लगाने कोई कोई काम का नहीं है चीज सो मटीरियल वर्ल्ड पीपल दे हैव टू गो थ्रू दी स्टेजेस सो द शनि प्रदोष पूजा इज ऑल्सो अ पार्ट ऑफ दिस काइंड ऑफ रिचुअल्स विच यू हैव टू डू यू विल फाइंड इवन द सेजेस विल कीप ऑन डूइंग दैम If you go to any of the sage, you will find, oh, this is this one is happening, that thing is happening. All kinds of things are happening. It is because of the material worldly people that are involved in that place, because of which this thing has to be done, not for themselves. They don't do it for themselves. Here also, you will find Sri Pad Sri Vallam is telling the lady to do it. He is not doing it himself. He may not even be involved. He may be just sitting there watching it. Does not matter. So they, the spiritually perfect people, don't involve themselves in this. But all the material worldly people have to go through these stages. So many a times you will have to do all kinds of remedial actions. These are remedies that are there in the world. All right. Sometimes you wear some strange malas and all that. Okay. So you may have to wear them. Okay, sometimes some green colored stone you have to wear, some red colored stone you will have to wear. God knows, all kinds of things you will have to do. हाँ, हम लोग उसके लिए एक दुकान चालू करेंगे मंगता है तो जिसको आने का है आ जाओ क्या अपने पास magical gemstones. But it is of actually spiritual में उसका कोई मायने नहीं है absolutely nothing in the true spiritual world. But when material worldly people are concerned yes it is important it has to be done so this kind of shani pradosh puja is important it is performed so that this particular effect which is called the malefic effect is reduced in a very large quantity and the benefits that come out of it are much better so one story that is given is about yashoda yashoda who was there in north india at that particular point in time she she just happened to be you know whatever happened to her son you know we have read the entire story she threw the stone away and so on and so forth but she repented and shiv ji granted her a good life so that she she was able to then get the benefit of having shri krishna born through her This is one of the story. There are many other stories of Yashoda which will happen in the future also. So don't just stick to this one part of the story. So this is what this particular puja is all about. Shri Pat Shri Vallabh blesses the washerman, chapter nine. In this chapter, Shri Pat Shri Vallabh gives a boon to a devotee, a rajak, that he would be born in a nawab family and would be the ruler in the next birth and would also have a darshan of a new avatar. That is when he would reappear as Sri Narasimha Saraswati. Siddha Yogi narrated another incident which took took place during Sri Pad's stay at Kuraupur. Kuraupur is Raipur, correct? Every day, morning, midday, and evening, Sri Pad used to come for his bath at the Sangam confluence of the Krishna and the Venya river. A rajak also used to come there daily with loads of clothes for washing. Thus, he used to have Sri Pad's. Darshan three times daily. He used to wash Sri Pad's clothes daily, dry them, and thus used to serve him. Deep devotion grew in him for Sri Pad. You remember any other person who used to be washing clothes? Huh? Kubja. Kubja used to wash clothes for Kams Maharaj. Kams, Krishna's enemy, arch enemy. 
so she used to wash his clothes and carry that load on her head to her house every day i mean uh, to the king king's palace so what happens one day when she was carrying all the clothes sri krishna stops her in the middle and says oh you are wearing you are carrying such nice clothes can i wear them for some time she says no no these are king's clothes you cannot wear them so he says why i can't wear them i also look so nice see look at me now when kukja is looking at him she has actually fallen in love with him she does she doesn't know what is happening to her so finally out of love she says okay i'll give it to you only for some time you wear it for some time but return it back he says yes yes i will come and return it back so he wears the king's clothes and his brother also wears it okay she shows him the house and he says to her i'm very thankful that you have trusted me in doing this so he says can i hold your clothes and he holds her clothes and just pulls her clothes and she becomes straight she is a bent woman you know what do you call that completely bent and then she becomes a very beautiful woman and later on he visits her so again a washer woman one day it so happened that a muslim sultan was camping on the banks of the river near the confluence as usual when the washerman went to the river with the bundles of clothes for washing he saw the muslim king and his wife bathing in the river the women were wearing rich ornaments and precious jewelry there were many guards keeping watch around the camp the rajak's eyes were dazzling dazzled seeing the glory and the pomp of the king he thought how lowly and miserable his own life was and felt that a life like that of the nawab alone was worth living he started thinking how happy he would be if he were to also be born in a royal family and be a king his mind was brooding thus again we are talking about a hammam hammam in a place where you have bath as in ancient egypt they used to divert a part of the nile river inside the palace of the kings it would be diverted like this and in that there would be a bathing place for men and another bathing place for women right inside the palace okay one day they found a baby boy <laughs> who was covered with the jewish insignia floating in the river and which comes to this queen and that is the story which we had done last time so these are called hammam these are bath bathing places now the bathing places are there across all across india by the way if you go to any any of the confluence of the rivers you will find that there is a bathing place again if you go to haridwar the place haridwar is very very famous okay in that place they have diverted a portion of the river inwards the river is very strong this is very cold and it's very strong but it is diverted inwards and it goes through a particular place and that place everybody takes a bath the reason why they take a bath over there is because at that place hari that is sri krishna has put his foot right there at the bottom of that particular place all right so that is the reason why that water is diverted over there yeah yeah harki pauri it's called that is the place where brahma ji had you remember brahma ji who was given the curse he, he doesn't have any temple in india except one 
So at that place, he was praying to the Lord and saying, you know, please, can you grant me darshan over here? So Sri Krishna appears over there, and he says, you now you cannot leave from here. Now you have imprinted yourself in this place. You cannot leave from here. Sri Krishna says, okay, fine. I will not leave from here. Let me put my footprint over here, and that is the place. Harkipauri is like a diverted portion of the river which you can take a bath over there. So like that in the same way, Amraja Sangam also has one small diversion if you ever go there. Here this particular river is a place where this king is having bath with his queen. Okay. Hmm. So what happens to him? This Rajak who is washing clothes every day of Sripat Srivallab looks at the king, looks at the queen and he says, Oh, this is such a wonderful life. I wish I have another life like this, you know, like a king. So later in that day, when the Rajak met Sripad, the later asked him what was plaguing him. Sripad then knew what was going on in Rajak's mind and he had the love for him because of the devotion and the service that was done to him, doing to him. Sripad told him that he was blessing him with the boob, with to be born in the royal family in the next life and have all the heart's desires fulfilled. He further said, If you so desire, I will make you a king, even in this life, why even now itself? The Rajak was overwhelmed with the joy of Guru Nath's solicitude for him. He said, Lord, I am now too old for my pleasure of this world. Whatever blessing you want to confer on me, please defer them for my next birth, but please do not ever forsake me. How can I live without your darshan? Remember, this place is near Raipur. Krishna and Venya river are crossing over there. From there, closest kingdom is Hyderabad. Last time those who came with me saw the beautiful statue in Salar Jung Museum. Now, this Jung family, they are the Nizams. Even today there is a Nizam. He doesn't stay in India. He stays somewhere in Australia. He's got a very big ranch over there. He's got thousands of horses and stuff like that. But anyway, so he's asking for that. So what Sripad has done is blessed him. At the next life you will become the Nizam of this place. Let it be, Sripad then said, let it be so. In your next birth you will be born in the Nawab's family at Vidurya Putra Bidar. You will enjoy all royal luxuries and pleasures to your heart's content. You will have my darshan too, but now not in my present form, but in the form of the new incarnation then, Ashri Narsimha Saraswati. Actually, uh, there are lots of forms which have originated in Andhra itself. Remember, this form comes from a place close to Kakinada. There is another form which uh, if we have a chance, we can... Visit that place also. I don't know whether we will get a chance. But close to Hyderabad there is. While coming down also, if we get another chance, we may visit one more place. Hopefully, I don't know. So, now, you will enjoy all royal luxuries and pleasures to your heart's content. You will have my darshan too, but not in my present form, but in the form of the new incarnation then as Narsaima Saraswati. The Nizam's territory was right from Karnataka to Andhra to a portion of even Orissa borders right up to the end coming down towards Chennai down like this. So he was like a, a very big king sort. He was not actually a king. 
but he was given the territory for ruling just like you have you know pontius pilate he was ruling for the roman kings like that is like a governor type of a thing so everywhere then there was a there was designated territories where everybody was given some different different areas to rule so that way the whole kingdom was divided the godavari district and all these districts happened during that time so but remember that it is not earthly pleasures and indulgences of the senses one should covet in life but one should ever aspire for the grace of god alone which is far above all the earthly enjoyments and achievements anyway because of your devotion to me i will grant you liberation too in your next life shri pachrivallab decided a little later that he should now end his sojourn on earth in the present avatar of his he had lighted up the lamp of wisdom he had helped many yearning souls in the spiritual path he had relieved the sufferings of many he had revived the sampradaya of attaining liberation through devotion and the service to the guru and through the practice of renunciation and observance of the moral code of life in the i don't know there's a very wrong very long name, 12th day of the bright fortnight in the month of aswij yuja sri patri vallabh walked into the waters of the confluence of the river and disappeared just as lord sri ram had ended his avatar in the treta yuga that is 12000 years he ruled is believed <laughs> by merging himself into the waters of the sharyu river of ayodhya thus ended another one of the most glorious avatars of the lord although sri patri vallabh had withdrawn his avatar yet it is known that he did appear countless number of times and still has continued to do so in the very physical form to all those who have set their heart on the holy form and offer their devotion to that form in all sincerity and earnestness thus ends the ninth chapter of shri guru charitra describing rajaks vara pradanam we have some time so i think we can do the 10th one also okay 10 chapter 10 shri pat shri vallabh's blessing after his mahaprasthan in this chapter an account is given how shri pat shri vallabh even after the withdrawal of the avatar continues to manifest and shower his grace on the devotee an illustration is given how shripad shri vallabh protected a brahmin devotee by bringing him back to life after he was killed by decoys the same grace continues to be showered even now on whosoever seeks it namdharak entreated siddhamuni to enlighten him further on the leelas and the mahimas of shripad shri vallabh which are said to be occurring even after the withdrawal of the physical form of avatar as an avatar Siddha Yogi narrated the following anecdote, which is just one among the countless such occurrences. There was once a Brahmin called Vallabhesh. He used to earn his livelihood in some small trade. He was an ardent devotee of Sri Pad and used to visit Kuravpur every year for the darshan and the worship of the Guru Padukas enshrined there. Once he was planning to take up a new business venture, which was fraught with considerable risk. He took a vow that in case he would succeed in the venture through Sri Pad's grace. he would feed a thousand brahmins at kurapur to his joy he succeeded in the venture and earned a handsome profit in order to fulfill his vows vallabhesh set out to kurapur taking along with him quite a sum of money for spending for the proposed feast a group of thieves learned of his journey and followed him they told the brahmin that they also were devotees of gurunath and visited kurapur every year for the darshan and the worship of the padukas Vallabhesh believed them and felt happy that he had good company for good company for the journey they halted in the forest for the rest in the night the brahmin fell fast asleep 
while the brahmin was sleeping the thieves got a huge stick and knocked a heavy blow on the head of the brahmin the brahmin opened his eyes breathing in great pain and he he felt aghast and see his companions trying to kill him he closed his eyes and prayed to shripad mentally uttering digambara digambara shripad shivallabha digambara uh, this is actually the mantra that is given okay of datatre okay it says digambara digambara shripad vallabha digambara all right oh all so as the thieves hit him further also inflicting knife injuries in his neck he felt unconscious and died the thieves seized the ba- bag of money from the brahmin and started to run away from there but they were aghast to find a person with matted hair body smeared with ashes holding a trident in the hand looking fiercely at them and blocking their way the strange sanyasi pierced their eyes with the trident who died instantly however one escaped the wrath as he fell at the feet of the sanyasi and pleaded in mortal fight o oh, divine one please spare my life i was actually not in the group but just was accompanying them i pray for you to pardon me the sanyasi relented giving him vibhuti and said apply this vibhuti over the injuries of the brahmin and keep strict watch for the safety of the body till daybreak saying thus the sanyasi disappeared just as instantaneously as he had appeared the thief who was spared his life did as commanded by the sanyasi and lo in the morning hours of the dawn as the darkness was melting away to the light of the sunrise the brahmin came back to life just as if he was waking up from the sound sleep there was no mark or injuries even on the head and the body the thief who had survived narrated to the brahmin all that had happened and begged his pardon the brahmin seeing also the dead bodies of the other thieves realized that it was none else but shri pat shrivallabdev who had come for his rescue with tears of gratitude welling up from his heart he sang for the glory the thief who had survived completely reformed now handed over the money back safely to him the brahmin safely reached kuravpur and gave the riches and a sumptuous feast to more than 4000 people and fulfilled his vow in a much bigger way the siddha yogi commented at the end shri pat shrivallabdev is ever present and is everywhere giving sakar and project protection to whomsoever prays and offers his devotion to him thus ends the 10th chapter of shri guru charitra which describes bhakt sankat harna glory be to all merciful the omnipotent and the ever responsive guru nanak so from next time we will be doing the next avatar of his which is narsimha saraswati so if you have any questions you can ask